there are, are mortgage needs in the uh, credit union space with the membership. Um, and you got to look for ways to go find them. And they're there. But if you can do that, you can maintain the infrastructure. Yeah, your margins might be a little bit now lower now. Um, but the more business you get in a time like this, when the refinance business comes later on, you've established a mortgage program by which not only gives you benefit now, but can have benefit into the future as they refinance those loans. Welcome to Talking Mortgage Podcast, presented by True Home Solutions, a podcast dedicated to helping you bring your members home. I'm Doug Holscher, president of True Home Solutions. Here you'll find meaningful ways to serve your members, valuable knowledge from the mortgage industry's top experts, and stories from credit union-minded folks just like yourself. Thanks for being here. Hello to all the credit union mortgage professionals who are tuning in to this episode of the Talking Mortgage Podcast. Today's discussion is focused on the here and now. Rates are going up, volume is down, inventory is slim across the country, and this is causing uh, many who are working in uh, credit union and the mortgage department, it's causing a lot of stress and a lot of challenges that they need to figure out how to navigate. My name is Scott Burdett. I'm the moderator of the Talking Mortgage Podcast, and I'm a strategy consultant who helps financial service companies and the organizations who serve them uh, grow top-line revenue by making changes in how they sell, market, and service members and customers. And today, we're going to talk about some of the challenges facing mortgage professionals in the current environment. And I've got a great expert who's making his debut on the podcast. His name is Brad Richardson, and he is the CFO for True Home. Brad, we're delighted uh, that you're joining us. Glad to be here, Scott. Thanks. Uh, tell us a little bit about your role here at True Home and some of your credit union experience prior to True Home. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm currently the CFO for True Home Solutions. So um, I've got the accounting finance group um, as well as uh, the IT and HR um, pieces. So a lot of the back office functions uh, for the mortgage company here. Um, previous, so I've been with True Home for about six years. Um, previous to that, I worked 14 years um, for a uh, credit union in, in Kansas City. And uh, did various roles in the accounting finance side, uh, a lot of risk reporting, um, a lot of interest rate risk reporting and things like that. Interesting. Well, I know it's, I, I want to jump right in to kind of our topic at hand. And I know that I touched upon some of the issues that are facing um, the industry. I'd love your perspective because I am not the expert. But tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're hearing from credit unions and what you're seeing in the market that is, uh, that is requiring, you know, folks to take some, make some changes in their operation and in their organization. Yeah. So it's, it's a very, very much a changing environment. So if you look at where we've been at, obviously rates where we're at an all time low level. Um, so we lot of, saw a lot of rate term refinances in the industry. Um, credit unions were having a lot of volume come in from that. Um, and what we've seen um, with a lot of the inflation uh, numbers out there in the economy, um, rates are starting to go up on the mortgage side. And uh, so there is some uncertainty um, as it relates to uh, mortgage volume going forward. Um, obviously, rate term refinances, we are not going to see them for quite a while. 
Um, there still seems to be um, a strong purchase market out there. Um, there's strong demand um, that we still see um, out there. And so I, th- I think a lot of the questions we're getting from credit unions now is, is strategy on how do we hold on to some of the volume? When is it the right time to uh, look at our margins and change our margins to, um, you know, maybe start to increase rates. Um, yeah, there's a hesitancy to do that too fast um, because you have infrastructure that you need to support. So a lot of uncertainty that I think uh, uh, credit unions are definitely asking about and are concerned about going forward. So when you reference um, when to hold hold on to the volume, you mentioned that on, yep. on that on that response. What are some of you know as you have a credit union that asks that question about like holding more volume? What are some things that you all suggest them consider and think about as they're as they're are making that decision as to what makes sense for them? Yeah, I I I, I think really what they're what they're looking at is there's infrastructure cost. Okay, and in in most of the cost structures that you see in the in mortgage is people. It's people-related costs. And um, with an uncertain market, yeah, you want to react to um, rates as they go up, but you need to be careful not to um, maybe lower your infrastructure too much um, because if rates do change, you've got to be able to react back um, to be able to support volumes that may come through. Um, and uh, so it, that's really what we discuss a lot with them is uh, – um, you know, rate sensitive sensitivity. So if you want to hold on to volume, obviously you don't want to be at the um, top of the market in terms of rate, but you still need to do it profitably. Mm-hmm. So um, we do get some credit unions that may lag um, raising rates too long. Um, and I strongly caution against that because obviously there's ramifications on the profitability to that um, if you wait too long. So let's talk a little bit about um, margins and how to protect uh, those margins. Obviously, there's a lot of costs associated with having an in-house mortgage department or running a mortgage department. Um, Some of the costs are fixed. Some of them are variable. You know, if a a credit union wanted to, you know, is looking at navigating these changing times, what are some things that they can think about as it relates to to cost and better managing those costs. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it one is really understanding the overall cost structure of your mortgage program. So I normally think of people cost as, um, as a variable cost because as volumes go down, you can adjust that. Um, but it kind of depends on the size of the institution as well. Um, uh, smaller credit unions that have, you know, one or two, um, processors or underwriters, um, they're not going to have the capacity to necessarily lower. So in their uh, credit union, you probably think of those costs as more fixed. And so what I would really recommend that people do is, can you come up with an outcome? In, In times like this, can you come up with outcomes that, you know, you're paying, your costs are outcome driven? Okay. Can, can you look to, you know, maybe find software solutions to lower the people overhead um, and become more outcome driven? Um, so, hey, this, this cost is dependent upon a mortgage funding and those types of things. Uh, there, there are plenty of solutions out there that have that, um, you know, to do. 
Um, and I think in these times, you've really got to look at those as options to best address the, the expense structure. So I'm going to ask for a little bit of clarity. Yeah. Um, you used a phrase that was, it sounded really good, but I'm not sure I totally understood it. So I wanted to make sure that our listeners were clear. You said costs that are outcome driven. So tell me what that means. Can you give us an example of what you're referencing there? Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of times, let's let's say I, I have an underwriting function in, in, in my credit union, and uh, I have one underwriter, and we know what that is going to cost um, to have that underwriter. Um, if there are some of that person's functions that can be uh, managed through either a software solution that could help uh, um, be more, hey, you're going to pay for this solution for every loan that funds and really make it more variable cost. When, you, when it becomes outcome-driven, you can build it into the margin in your pricing when you have that. It's really hard to build uh, fixed cost structures into that because when the mortgage, when you have the volatility that we have right now, mm -hmm. um, it's hard to price to where everything is profitable. You're going to have some times where you're taking more significant losses just to maintain some of that infrastructure to support the remaining loans that are there. If you can be outcome driven, then I can build it into the price. And not only does my price become variable, but it's variable with the expense structure that I have. So I'm going to paraphrase what, you, what we just said, just to make sure that, again, I'm, I'm understanding. But it's, you know, one of the things that a, a credit union professional can do is really look at fixed costs and figure out how do you how can you turn them into variable costs so that you're not stuck with a tremendous cost load when the volume is down. Is that the gist of it? Absolutely. Okay. And, and by doing that, it's actually a good time to do that um, because when volumes are down, um, you, you have more time to maybe implement some of these solutions. The benefit on the uptick, so when volume um, starts to rise, is you're not dependent upon um, hiring more people. And so we know the opposite of what happens when, when, when rates go down is now all of a sudden it's very competitive in the industry and it's hard to find resources to maintain the volume. Mm -hmm. um, if, you can, if you can find solutions to help uh, remedy that cost or lower that cost, um, it definitely helps you not only in uncertain times now, but as volume increases later on. Right. Well, and even last year, that you got, you're in your business, you, you ended up getting a lot of overflow from credit unions that didn't have the staff to be able to handle the refinance boom that they had. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's a great example of kind of looking for a, a solution and outcome, um, you know, and uh, people were looking at, because um, what, what they found in last year's times is as it got more competitive, they were looking to um, some of the banks and the credit unions out there to find resources. So the big mortgage providers we're taking a lot of the underwriting and processing resources. So as credit unions lost those resources, they were looking for solutions, knowing that the uptick was only going to last for so long. Mm -hmm. How do I find a solution to help me through this? Um, you know, what we found is people have stayed within that model, even as the uncertainty has come. Yeah, interesting. Anything, I, we've talked a little bit about cost, and we've talked specifically about, you know, moving fixed to variable if you can. Is there anything else that you, any other advice that you would provide to credit unions on the cost side? Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned it earlier. I think it's, 
you know, again, it's kind of looking at your costs and understanding your costs. Um, a lot of the conversations I have with credit unions is around mortgage profitability as a whole. Um, there are a lot of moving parts to mortgage profitability. So it's really understanding um, all the levers that go into a profitable, not just mortgage loan, but all loans in general. Um, so really understand your cost structures that go into it. Um, understand your direct costs. Tell us those levers. Can you talk to us a little bit about those levers? What are all those different levers? Yeah, so I think you know, one is within credit unions, it's, it's kind of allocating people. So there's, there's, there's sometimes that uh, some credit unions may have employees that do multiple things. And so I think those are the hardest things to kind of justify from a cost is, is who's doing what within the organization and allocating those appropriately to the product. Um, also, you know, it, whether it's customer service calls as well, um, how much of that goes into the sales of the mortgage, how much of that goes into the service of the mortgage. Um, you know, some of those cost structures change as, as there's less originations. Um, there might be more ongoing support that needs to happen on the servicing side later on. So it's really understanding, um, you know, uh, what those costs are and monitoring those not only from hard costs, but also the people costs. And to not get caught up in perfection because that allocating those costs can be not easy, right? So it's like, you just want to make a little bit of progress on that as you go. Yeah, you don't fair? want to, you definitely don't want to over-engineer it. Um, right. You know, it, I, I have run prof profitability models in the past and there is the line of uh, uh, keep it simple, but also don't forget it all has to add up in the end. So you can allocate, um, but you do have to allocate everything. So um, that's kind of my, my best advice I would give around profitability. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, uh, one of your first responses, you were referencing kind of the interest rate and, you know, pricing, you know, obviously rates are rising and kind of how do credit unions respond to that to still be competitive? We didn't talk very much about any advice or counsel that you would have to our listeners out there. But if you were to provide them some perspective or counsel from True Home on, you know, how you just some pricing tips and tricks on how to make sure that you're, you remain competitive, but that you're also, you know, kind of protecting the credit union uh, as well. Right. So it's, so profitability is one piece of that. Um, obviously you want to make sure that you're pricing uh, loans appropriate so that you're not losing money on the transactions that you do. Um, but you do have to stay competitive within the marketplace. Um, so one thing that I would counsel credit unions on is to make sure that they understand the marketplace. Um, not only kind of the regional banks and credit unions that they compete with, but there's a lot of big players, national players that are out there as well. Um, some of them post maybe uh, rates on their websites that may not be specific to regions. Um, but a lot of them have regional pricing that you can take a look at as well. So I would kind of try to keep and establish where do you want to be in the quartile of pricing? Do you want to be in the top 25%? Do you want to be in the top 50%? And kind of monitor that as well as the uh, profitability components that go into it. Okay, good. There was a cost that you didn't talk about. You talked a little bit about people. Uh, there's also cost of acquisition associated with marketing and selling. And I know in environments like this, when people get skittish about margins, the first they start talking about cost cutting and that kind of thing. What's your take on 
organizations cutting costs on marketing and sales during a time like this? Yeah, so I, what you got to have in the whole dynamic, it's it's volume um, and it's margin that goes really into the, the profitability side. I think what in times like this, people have a tendency to look at the cost cutting exercise and say, well, that's how I want to normalize my um, mortgage product. Um, but we don't want to forget about the volume component uh, because I think the volume component is the, if you can increase volume, um, that solves most of your problem. Now it's a lot harder um, in times like this for sure. Um, but there are still mortgage loans out there. Uh, we're not going to see the rate term refinances that we've seen over the last uh, couple of years, um, but things have shifted to a purchase market. Um, and there are, there's still a large amount of demand for the mortgage product on the purchase side. And, uh, you know, you've got to go and find it. Um, so instead of the rate term refinances where you get a lot of calls and people are seeking you out, um, you've got to go find the business. And so what I would recommend on the marketing side is, um, try to keep that cost, um, maintain that cost. And you might have to invest more in the marketing. Um, I know one, one of the things that we look at is different ways to market and go find the business. Um, you got to go a little bit more on the outbound side. Um, but credit unions have a large member base. And in a lot of cases on the mortgage side, it's an underutilized um, product for that member base. So there are, are mortgage needs in the uh, credit union space with the membership. Um, and you got to look for ways to go find them. And they're there. Um, but if you can do that, you can maintain the infrastructure. Yeah, your margins might be a little bit now lower now. Um, but the more business you get in a time like this, when the refinance business comes later on, you've established a mortgage program by which not only gives you benefit now, but can have benefit into the future as they refinance those loans. Can you um, give us an example of a credit union or two that are not cutting costs associated with acquisition and are, and are leaning into it and looking at this as an opportunity to work harder to generate leads. Are there some best practices that our listeners could learn from yeah. some of your clients or others? Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think the, the, the ones that are taking advantage of it right now are looking for things such as a trigger program where they can understand, are, are my members doing business um, with other institutions? And, you know, really seeking out, there are solutions out there that allow you to understand who might be in the market for a mortgage. And if you can get out in front of that, and uh, we've seen some credit unions that are successful in that, um, you, you can really, you know, increase your volume in ways that you may not have thought you could before. Okay. Uh, another question about just using credit unions as a source of inspiration for their peers. On the topic of profitability, kind of going back to that topic, are there some traits or characteristics of credit union mortgage departments that you've come across in the last, you know, three to six months that are really thinking about profitability in the right way from your perspective? What are some of the things, what specific things are they doing that could be things that other credit unions might be able to replicate? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would go back to kind of looking for solutions, um, 
whether it's outsourcing or looking for automated solutions uh, to help in the in the mortgage process. Um, mortgage is an expensive product to be in. There's there's a certain amount of cost that you have to incur in order to be in the mortgage business. So. I think the most successful credit unions that we've seen have recognized that they don't have the economies of scale to maybe fluctuate with the uh, rate changes in that happen in the mortgage market. And so um, they look for ways to outsource not all of it, but a component of what they have. Um, I would say the most successful that we've seen is they maintain some level of a loan officer presence because they know their market. And they know how to sell within their market and generate business. Um, but the back office side, one, it's hard to staff when uh, volumes are up. And it's hard to reduce costs when volumes are down. So people that have looked for solutions um, to maybe help on the fulfillment side and the back office side, um, I, I, I think they're seeing the benefits of that now. That's awesome. Brad, this is great. It's been a pleasure having you um, on the podcast. We appreciate the perspective that you have shared. And I know we've had a couple questions here at the end that were kind of, they felt a little bit like wrap-up questions. But I, I would like to ask you, uh, you know, one final question, and this is really for the listeners that are tuning in. Like, what would be one or two pieces of advice that you would give them um, as they think about navigating the current environment in the next, you know, six months to a year? Are, is there one or two things that you absolutely want them to take away from this call, this podcast to apply in their, in their environment? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, one is know your numbers um, and really <laughs> look at the profitability side and make sure that you've got um, a good handle on what the actual costs are for your mortgage program. Uh, once you have a handle of that, or if you have a handle of that, you can then understand what are some opportunities to um, reduce costs or you know, you know, leverage the cost structure that I have today um, in order to enhance the profitability going forward. Um, the other thing I would say is um, don't shy away from trying to find new avenues to generate volume. Um, it will not only help you in the short run, but it will certainly help you even more in the long run. Know your numbers. Love that. <laughs> and uh, would you, um, if someone needed help with that, like making sense of it, would you take their call? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, we'll make sure that Brad's contact information is in the show notes so that if any of you are interested in really kind of leaning into knowing your numbers in, in your mortgage department and understanding your costs, you've got a resource here that would uh, gladly take a, a, a call to talk about that. I'd like to thank everyone who joined us today uh, on the podcast, Brad, our listeners. I know it's a busy time. There's a lot going on in everyone's, uh, in everyone's lives. And it's just awesome that you've set some time aside to hear some of the advice that Brad has to say. And hopefully some of the tips he provided will be of value to you as you work through navigating these uncertain times. And until next time, We'd like to, at True Home, we'd like to see you bring more of your members home with a credit union mortgage. Thanks for listening and for being part of the credit union movement. If you found this valuable, I'd love it if you view this show from wherever you find your podcasts. From all of us at True Home, we're thankful you're here. 
Keep tuning in to more on how to bring your members home where they belong.